Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back to the Empowering the Light podcast. I am so happy that you guys are here and I'm so stoked for this episode. And I feel like I say that at the beginning of every episode and that just shows how excited I am to have all of these conversations with all of these amazing people. And today we have a very special guest, Candy Lee or Candice Lee is here to join us today. Candy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lilia, for having me. I appreciate it so much. Oh, I'm so excited. I just like feel this energy bubbling inside me right now. So as I bring that energy back down, I'm going to go ahead and introduce you guys to Candy and the amazing work she does and the amazing journey she's been on. So if your life has ever been turned upside down, don't miss this conversation with international best-selling author Candy Lee, communications expert, mindset coach, and soon-to-be yoga instructor. She was in the aftermath of her divorce and trying to support her three kids when she got laid off not once, but twice from the same company after a 20-year career. All this while she was physically recovering from back surgery and emotionally recovering from her home getting robbed twice. Candy was at her breaking point, devastated and not sure what to do next, so she literally got in her car and started driving in an attempt to get lost and hopefully finally find herself. Her book, Finding Life in Between, takes readers on the ride of her recovery journey. It contains real-life examples of the inner work that we can choose to do to develop the mindset to survive the jolts of life. That is so beautiful. I yeah, I was reading through your bio before we hopped onto this podcast interview and just thinking about how so many of our listeners, including myself, can relate to everything that was just in your bio of feeling like they've hit a breaking point or going through all these jolts, not knowing how to navigate it having all this beautiful inner work journey that happens. So I'm so excited to get into what this journey looked like for you and all the amazing synchronicities that happened around, like as as you went and that happened on this journey. So thank you so much for being here and sharing that with us today. You are so welcome. And I don't even know if I could have said that this book was about or was going to be about inner work until it took on a life of its own and helped me literally come home to myself. Like it was a, it was such a soul journey. Um, and I, I could not have planned it. I could not have planned it. I feel like that's the best things that happen are those things that just, they happen so naturally and in such alignment that afterwards we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, like all of this happened for this amazing reason, like all of this connected, but it's so powerful because in the moment you're like, you can't see that yet. You can't see it until you've hit a certain point and you look back and see how every piece of the journey really connected to each other. That is beautiful. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. And this is something that I am learning at this phase in my life more than ever. Um, when I was in my, like just starting in my career. So you read that I, you know, was in a 20 year corporate role basically. 
And during those 20 years, I was like, I want to climb the ladder. I want to get this title. I want to do what's next. I want to, you know, impress the people around me. And it was all about that corporate hustle mindset. Um, and it was great at the time. And it filled me up at the time because I was an achiever and I wanted to, you know, do more, be more. And then I wanted to provide for my kids. I wanted to have, you know, enough money to get saved for college and take them on great vacations and have a home that they were happy to bring their friends to, right? There are all these things that happen. And it literally took a, <laughs> a back surgery um, that stopped me physically so that I could stop myself mentally and just pause and say, wait, what do I really want? What do I really need? And when I was able to finally kind of silence that, all that chaos, that's when magic started to unfold. And literally magic started to unfold and it was scary and I didn't know what to do. And now I am looking forward to like every surprise that turns up. Yes, such a, that is such a magical message of surrender too of surrendering to all the magic that can come our way when we slow down and and surrender to it <laughs> and surrender to all those all those beautiful surprises that are that we can't even imagine what they are yet. So I love yeah. that so much. Yes. Okay. So we're going to pull an oracle card here. So Candy and I did an interview on her YouTube channel a week or so ago and you can definitely go check that out. Please go check that out. But she pulled an oracle card at the beginning of it. So I thought in honor of Candy today, we're going to do this podcast style, this podcast in Candy style and pull Love an it. oracle card. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So we're going to do the same structure that you do when you do your calls where I'm going to hover my hand over it and tell me when to stop. Okay. Ready? And go. No. Okay. And I'm pulling from... Sahara Roses, a yogic path deck, which I thought was very fitting. And all of our listeners, you will know why very soon. And I just got the card Bhakti. So I'm going to show Candy the image. Love so it. pretty. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It is so beautiful. I love this deck. Okay. And we pulled it upside down. So let's see what this message has to offer us today in our beautiful podcast episode here. This was the first Oracle deck that I ever got, and it is still one of my favorites. And it was actually the deck that introduced me to yoga philosophy. And I was like, I want to learn more of this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stay with us, podcast listeners. We got this. We're going to be sharing about bhakti as soon as I can find it in this very long book. Let's see. Well, you're getting that. I will say that um, since we met in yoga teacher training, which is amazing. This is wildly appropriate. And I absolutely love everything that is unfolding in that training. And the philosophy that we're learning too was it's more than I anticipated and it's incredible. And I'm so thankful that that's the approach and that's what we're getting in there. Me too. I, I was just talking to someone earlier today, actually, and she was, I was telling her all the things we're learning in yoga teacher training, how we're doing, we're learning how to be inner work facilitators. We're learning the deep philosophy of it all. We're learning the psychology of it. We're learning all the poses. Like we're learning all these different styles. Um, and she was like, that's so much more than my yoga teacher training covered. And she was like, it's so amazing how prepared you guys are coming out of your training. So if anyone's looking for an amazing yoga teacher training, go check out the Sacred Yoga Institute by the Yoga Couple. 
it is phenomenal. And yes, that's where Candy and I met and that's where our journey began, which is so special and so special being able to talk about that now here on this podcast with you today. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so bhakti is devotion. And the reverse is when you lose touch with the divine, life becomes meaningless. Our days lose color and words feel tasteless without this connection to the source. How can you deepen your connection to divinity? Read the stories of the gods and goddesses and choose one whose medicine you need. Offer a meditation, mantra, or prayer for this deity. Just this single act of devotion can shift your entire vibration and reconnect you to the source. Know that the whole of the universe is divine. How? <laughs> I am telling you, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Like literally when, and this is what I often talk about when I am um, talking with on, on different podcasts. It's about like the separation of the mind, the body and the spirit. And yes, we talk about that in yoga teacher training, right? Like that's absolutely it. But this is just what I touched on with when I was able to stop everything and be still and silence the mind for the first time in what 20 years just round it up right like 20 years was when I actually began to do my like hear my inner calling when I began to do my inner work to accept what was about to unfold or at least take steps toward that do you know what I mean um like so bhakti perfect absolutely perfect (laughs) thinking that too I started reading this card and I was like oh my gosh this is literally the conversation we just had this is so perfect for this podcast episode I love it so I personally am super excited to read your full book and I've read the first chapter and there's this part at the beginning and I was just telling I was just telling Candy before we were hopping on this podcast I want to share this with you guys so I remember this was when we first met we were like at the beginning of our yoga teacher training I didn't really know anybody so of course I went and stalked everybody on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook and did the usual like let me get to know them on their social media platforms um and I came across your book and I was like oh wow this is so amazing. I know that I want to put this on my reading list. And I read the first chapter because you can like read the first chapter on Amazon kind of thing. And you have this like love letter at the beginning to your reader that touched my heart in the most beautiful way. And after reading that, I was like, I know that when I read this book, it is going to be the perfect time in my life. And I know that this is going to speak to me like on a grand level when it's the right time. And that love letter was just so special. And I wanted to thank you for writing that. It like, you could tell the passion that you had in writing this book. You could tell that you that you had been on a journey and that you were sharing that journey with us. And it felt so special in a way that sometimes reading and sometimes books, like it's hard, sometimes it's hard to get that personal aspect, but reading it, it felt like you were speaking directly to me. And I really wanna thank you. Your writing is fantastic. And I'd love to, I'd love for our listeners and myself uh, to hear how you started this journey. Like, where did it begin? How did it begin? What were those beautiful synchronicities? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And for, um, just thank you. Like I, writing a book is a work of heart. Like it is so much about pouring your soul into the pages. And as the words start to show up in front of you, it's as if your writing takes on a life of its own. 
And so I always love to write. Um, I love traveling. And one of my gifts in this lifetime is being able to connect with people. Um, I have, I always say like, sometimes people just tell me things like I, like I will, I will be minding my business, like doing my thing and people will like talk to me about things. And so what happened was, as you read in my bio, I lost my job. So the first time I lost my job, got laid off, restructured out of the company, which happened by the way, on my first day back from my back surgery. So I had three months off, went into work. And they handed me a packet that said, we no longer need you. And your last official day will be X day, which, which seemed crazy at the time. And like, I had a, an identity crisis in the moment, but it was a gift. Like it was a miracle, right? It was absolutely a blessing. Um, but what I decided was I went back into this exercise that I had done in a leadership workshop where I talked about what my strengths were of writing and connecting. And I love to travel. And I was like, I'm, I think I'm too old to be a travel blogger. And plus I have kids, so I can't like officially be a travel blogger at this point in my life. Um, but what could I do? I think I'm just going on a road trip and write this book. So that's like literally how the crazy idea happened. Um, I talked to a friend who referred me to a friend who referred me to a publisher who without seeing any of my writing was like, let's do this. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I planned out the road trip loosely. Like I picked out some, if I drew, drove from my house towards South Carolina-ish, I knew there were certain like stops I wanted to make along the way. And um, what I had anticipated was that I would meet people, tell their stories, and I was gonna write about human connection. And what happened instead was because of all of the drive time, screen time that I had by myself, it became a long, thoughtful process journey inward, like to the depths of my soul. And I worked through things that I did not know still existed in my psyche. I worked through concepts about my own image, about relationships, about my divorce. Um, I challenged my own worth about whether or not I could actually write a book. Like in the middle of writing it, I was like, I'm not writing, I'm done. Like this, I don't care. I'm not doing this. I don't care who knows. I don't care what I put on social media. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing this. Um, when I came back, oh, and at one point during the trip, I called the publisher and I said, look, I know I told you I was going to write the book about other people. It's becoming a book about me and I don't know what I should do. I'd like, this is not what we agreed to. If you want to like, we, we're not going to do this. It's fine. And she's like, nope, go with it. Like the moon is in Leo, go with it. And I said, okay, like, I'll just keep writing. And so I did. And when I got back and like packaged it all together, um, <laughs> I gave it to three friends just to take a quick look at it. And the first two were like, we love it. Um, it feels like we're just in a conversation. And I said, oh, thank God, because that's what I wanted it to feel like. I don't, I hate reading books where it, there's a detachment, but I love reading books where I feel like we're now friends and I wanted it to feel that way. But my third friend said to me that she hated it. <laughs> and she literally said, I think you need to repackage it. I think you need to like put this in this part and maybe get rid of this part. And I was like, oh, this is so hard. I don't know if I can open myself up to this kind of criticism. And then I thought, actually, this is exactly what I needed to hear to like, to do what needs to come next. Like we're moving into editing phase. So all of that being said, over the next several months, like then we went through all the process, the editing, the proofreading, you know, everything else that goes into publishing a book. And then we gave birth, <laughs> we gave birth to this, this baby. Um, here it is on December 1st, it came out. And it's been 
really, really an incredible, incredible journey. That is so beautiful. I just, I love that. I love that perspective of how you went into it with one idea and then it shaped into its own beautiful masterpiece, baby birthing creation. It took its own form. And I think that so many people have these goals or have these ideas that are very fixed and then they go into them and there's this point of surrender, like you just talked about where your idea takes its own form and becomes its own thing. <clears throat> and I think that that's such an inspiration to just meditate on. And, and I ask all of our listeners to look back at your life to those things where you had this idea, you started it, and then it turned into this beautiful blossoming of exactly what it was meant to be, something that you weren't even able to predict ahead of time. Um, and just think about how magical that is, that we have that experience. You know, I'm, um, I'm really fortunate um, in that I am connected to a woman who's a quantum physicist and she, I was listening to her speak the other day and she was talking about how we are all at all times attracting the right things and calling the right things in from the universe to ourselves. And there is, there is our energetic field when we raise our vibration, we keep on bringing things in. And what she said, I have to share here and I, it's not mine, I'm not taking credit for it. Um, but she said, when you paint your dreams and you put them out there, you always have to say, I want X or I, I'm dreaming of X or better because, because you, who are you to limit what the universe has in store for you? And if I'm talking about, I'm going to write a book someday. And then I literally did have to surrender and say, okay, book, write yourself. Like, this is it. I'm done. I'm done trying to force what I thought was, this was going to be like, let me use me as a, an instrument to write yourself. What, what needs to be said? Yes. Oh, so powerful just the the bring me this or something better is i'm all for like open-ended things i love them open-ended routines work best with your cycle all these different things and i feel like that just leaves like you said room for for magic to happen room for you to receive exactly what you needed and I was just thinking because some of our listeners, maybe they're hearing this aspect of inner work and all of the stuff that like comes up when we step onto this journey and everything that was coming up for you. And for individuals who are listening and feel intimidated by facing that, that inner work right now, who, who maybe it brings a fear response into their body, that idea of having all these things come up and needing to face them from an inner work, self-awareness perspective. How did you navigate that? on your beautiful journey while writing this book? Oh gosh, that is such a good question. Um, so my immediate response to that is, I don't know how I navigated it, like I, because I just did it. And it was, um, so there was no formula. There was no, it was really complete surrender. Um, but I think the important thing to think about when it comes to inner work, um, or, or if you want to talk about like facing your shadows or um, you have some negativity attached to something that happened at some point in your life, because we all do, we all do, that is the thing. People, no matter what they're presenting to you have inner work that needs to get done. And it's, and it's a journey that never ends, right? It's all, there will always be something that comes up as a, a mirror for you to reflect on. Um, but I think the important thing that I, and I share this in the book is that it's, it's like being on the river of life. And at some point, if you don't do that inner work, you will get stuck on that river in whatever, like just imagine it. And you're like, you're trying to paddle and you just can't get anywhere, right? Then the people that you're with, 
if they're doing that inner work, they're going to keep going. And, and that's okay, because this and it's going to always happen in life. And the more that we practice being there for ourselves, showing up for ourselves, and then actually doing that work, the, the further along in life we will get, the more we'll travel, the longer we'll travel with people who are doing that work. Um, and I think it makes for a beautiful community of support around you when you choose to engage in that space. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that, that visual just makes it so easy to comprehend and to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To resonate with is that, is that image of a river and that you are gliding down this river. I think that that is so beautiful. And what amazing divine synchronicity that our yoga teacher training is focused in inner work. Like, so the crazy, so what we were talking about earlier in the the divine and just like surrendering to all of this chapter three in my book, maybe it's chapter four, chapter three, I think is about, it's called red ribbons. And it's about a woman named Peggy that I met at the beginning of this road trip. Like she literally is a healer who did a blessing on me and performed a ritual before I left on this trip. And I met her by happenstance because I was at an acupuncturist for my back surgery. So like, had I not had the back surgery, I wouldn't see the acupuncturist, which wouldn't have led me to Peggy, which led me to what I'm about to share. Through Peggy, I wound up meeting a group of coaches that I currently participate in some of their their work. Um, I should say our work, right? Like we all work together and, and connect with each other in some healing work. And through that group, I got introduced to human design. So in human design, I found out that I was a reflector. And when I found out I was a reflector, I just Googled it. And that's how I found Matt Nash. And because I found Matt Nash is how I signed up for yoga training and has brought me back to more inner work and brought me to you and you to me. (laughs) I I love that so much. it's, I, I could, it could not have been planned. Like it, there was, it was an or better that, that in itself is an or better. Um, all of it. it, it's magical and it's miraculous. And I think when you start to just open yourself up to the signs, that is when the magic starts happening. Oh yes. Oh, 100%. I was also just thinking the other day, I was like, I'm so grateful that candy is in my life. I was like, what amazing divine synchronicities that all of this led you on your journal journey. And I feel so grateful that I was able to like pop into you <laughs> and that well, we I'm met as well. For you too. I'm grateful for you too. Like I'm, I seriously, I'm so thankful for like our whole, our crew, like this whole, this whole group that's come together is just really, um, diverse and in location, in background, in age, in thought, and and it's it's awesome. I love it. I love you. Oh, I love you too. I completely agree. I like I one of my the friend I was talking to this morning asked me, she was like, are do you feel sad that you're graduating this program in a few months? And I was like, part of me is very excited, like then like coming out of this program, like I feel very prepared. And the other part of me is like but I'm losing like weekly connection with this like family that I fostered over the last year that is so special. And then I was like, but I'm going to stay in touch with all of them. Everyone, I feel like everyone's, it's such a beautiful community. I don't think that it's something that any of us is going to lose once we graduate, which I think is really beautiful. I agree. And I think that all of us too have 
have these really unique and interesting paths that we're on. And like in your focus on, you know, cyclical living, which by the way, in our conversation opened my eyes up to so many things I'd never really thought about before. Um, in, in me with my book and I'm starting a podcast too. And so you'll be coming that way, a sister, like, we'll <laughs> we'll be exchanging all this stuff. Like there's, we're all now connected as a family. And that's, I think, part of the journey. We're all going down that river of life together. We're all going together. Oh, I love how you just wrapped that back into that image <laughs> because it's so powerful. Yes. Okay. So as you're on this yoga journey now, as all of this, your book, the people that you've met, everything that you're writing about brought you to this yoga teacher training that is both an inner work training, a yoga teacher training, philosophy, all these beautiful things. What out of, like, what part of yoga is one inspiring you the most right now? Um, and what part of yoga do you really feel connected to in your journey? Oh my gosh. Um, well, okay. So having a low back surgery, um, some of the yoga, typical yoga, like asana is really, really tricky for me. Okay. Um, so what resonates most with me about yoga right now from a physical standpoint is like that 90 minute yin class <laughs> where I'm like, oh, okay, I can just like sink into some of this and my body starts releasing. So for me personally, like from an asana, strict asana perspective, like it's that. However, um, all of the breath work and is really has been inspiring for me because the first time that I did like a full on level two, three spiritual breathwork Kriya class, I, with asana, I, I cried and I was like, I think I'm really happy right now. Like, I, I, I'm just like, I don't know what this is. And, um, and it was such a beautiful release. And I was like, I'm so thankful to have this group where we're actually talking about that happening and the meaning of that. Um, so I, so I don't search for that now. I just know that that might happen at any point, which I love to like surrender to the outcome. I don't, I don't care what the outcome is. I just know what is the beginning of what's possible in that space. And I think that's what, um, like just that surrender and, and being able to help my body physically, but also know that I'm helping myself really spiritually and emotionally as well is, is awesome. I love that. That has been such a huge theme for me recently is that showing up every day with complete surrender to the outcome. <clears throat> Sorry. And, and that has been such a beautiful message that in particular, this, the cycle I'm on right now has shown me very evidently that I need to hold on to, especially in those moments when I lost it in my premenstrual phase and everything kind of went up in the air as our more challenging inner seasons sometimes show us. Um, and I think that that's just such a powerful message that ties back to also how you wrote your book mm -hmm. of that, of that just showing up and surrendering to the outcome. And have you noticed in any of the inner work that maybe comes up in the book or any of the inner work that you've been doing that theme popping up as well? Um, I, th my, my word for the, this year is literally surrender. It, it Mine was too. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, what I've been on this journey of right now. So my, when I do one-on-one -on -one coaching with my clients, I really take them through a journey through the elements. Like we do, we're going to burn through what no longer serves us. We are going to claim the truth and use our throat tracker to like claim our truth of who we are. And then we're going to ground ourselves in that. And then we are going to like flow like the river. And so we can receive and be in abundance, right? Like this is, this is literally what my process is. 
And um, when I think about just surrendering to that, surrendering to whatever the outcome is, like one of one of the biggest things that I talk about, let's talk about manifestation for a minute. Like, because, like because this is what it, where it's, what's coming up for me right now. When we talk about manifestation and coaching, because we're like, oh, manifest your dreams and call, call it in. There is something really, really beautiful about that, but it is not just like, I've said it now it is mine. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to meditate on it and magic will happen. Now, yes, it may happen. Okay. It might happen, but that is, it's like the dream piece plus two other pieces for me. And one is the surrender to attachment to the outcome. And the other piece to that is take massive inspired action toward your dream. And I had this conversation with my daughter this morning and I, and I was like, here's an example. If you say your dream is to go on an African safari, which would be amazing, right? Like to go see wild animals in their habitat. And like, how incredible would that be? If you never speak about it or look it up, it will never happen, right? So what can you do every day to take one step and like I say, massive inspired action, but it might just be one step towards your dream. So, and then, you know, you might have thought in your dream that you want to do a two week safari. Well, what if like you start looking into this and you wind up finding a deal for a month long safari where you actually get to live with guides and like, then the universe gives you an or better. Right. And so I just feel like when you truly surrender, like when you go through this process, like get rid of your stuff, like clear your way, clear your mind, get rid of your limiting beliefs, and then open yourself up to possibility and surrender to the outcome while still taking action. That is where the magic is. Yes. 100%. Yes. I was just sitting here being like, yes, 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 yes. I love this. All of this is so important because I think that this is a conversation in the manifestation conversation itself that is not always like pinpointed and not always talked about. It's a very much about like, you have this dream, you're going to have it now. Like that's set, like it's set in stone. The universe knows that it. it's going to bring it to you. And the beautiful part is about bringing in that aspect of surrender is then you're not also, you're also not attaching your happiness to this one idea. You're exactly. happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that that gets to be this really beautiful journey then of, of that or better, like you talked about of that having that happiness within yourself, going after your dreams, making it happen, but also surrendering that something better might come along and you get to go with that flow. You get to see where life takes you while also following your dreams, while also showing up, while also surrendering and while also being happy the the whole time or finding that that bliss or happiness within you yes, during the whole process. Yes. Stay present in that, stay present in that and feel it, right? And then, and then, when the darkness of your inner work, which may or may not be too dark, but who knows when something kicks up for you, like pause and feel it and process it. Just don't take up camp at that point in the river, like get back, get out, get your tent back, like get back in your river, start paddling, like keep going down. Um, but yes, like address all of that and be in the constant flow, like let go and let flow. Right. This is, there's amazing things in store. Yes. And that just reminded me of where you, when you were like, like just don't tent like just don't like pop your whole camping site right on that riverbank and stay there I think that that's such um an amazing point when it comes to inner work is that like when we start looking at the themes of consciousness all these different inner work uh themes and journeys we get to go on as we're healing past wounds as we're rewriting our belief systems as we're consciously choosing and releasing 
is that we get to move through all these different themes. Like we, everyone moves through like shame, guilt, judgment, grief, fear, apathy, like all these different themes that can cause suffering when you get stuck in them. And like when you pitch your tent on the side of the riverbank and just stay there and stay in them. And I think that that gets to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend yesterday who was like beating herself up over something and she's like, well, I'm just going to go sit with this. And I thought, well, sit with it for like 10 minutes <laughs> and then let it go because otherwise you're just vibrating at that level and you're going to keep getting that kind of stuff in your life. Like, like, yeah, sit with it, process it, but then, then let it go. Then like burn some sage, get your palisade and we're going to be good. Like we're going to be okay. Yes. And I think that that's, that's like one of those things that I wish was a skill that was taught from a young age in school was how to move through your inner work versus getting stuck in it. Like how to reconcile it, heal it and move through it instead of just um, while, while honoring it, while feeling it, but moving, like reconciling, getting through that into your next theme, into a higher vibration, instead of just sitting in it, yes. feeling stuck in it, like you were saying. Yeah. And, and what do you, and what will you do differently for next time? Like what's your massive inspired action that you're going to take to create change? Because sometimes, sometimes, okay, maybe it's out of your control, but then what is in control is your reaction and your response to things. So yes, sit with it. And then what will you do to move forward? Yes. And that's that whole idea of like how five, six, like however many people can be going through that same experience and all perceive it differently based on how they're choosing to move through it and how they're choosing to see it. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and this is one of the things like I talk about in my book too, because one of the things, one of the themes that I had to move through was like, it's not the right theme, but like I had to move through forgiveness. I had to move through letting things go, forgiveness for others and forgiveness for myself. And I think that's one of like carrying the guilt of past decisions or carrying the guilt of not being, not doing as well as somebody else or carrying the guilt of getting laid off and not knowing what I was going to do. You know, I had to forgive myself and be like, first of all, it's not you, right? This is something that happened. It's happening. Life is happening through you. It's not happening to you. So like, where do, what happens next? Like, let's shed this, let's let it go. And then, and then once I realized what I had been carrying and what I was doing to myself emotionally, I had to forgive myself for that too. So it's like these layers that continue to be pulled back. And, you know, we can talk about that right now where it's like, we take two minutes and we kind of touch on it. The real story is that that takes hours and tears and months. And sometimes then it'll kick up a month later and you're like, ah, I thought I was past that. And it's like a, it's a spiral. Like it, it's, and it's messy, um, but it's worth it. It's just worth it. Oh, yes. So where the, I actually, I love that you mentioned the spiral. I was looking up yoga symbols the other day because I wanted to get a tattoo that said like effort and surrender. So, because that's been like my biggest lesson. I'm like, if I had it on my arm, I could look down in those moments where I'm like <laughs> deep in my like shadows or inner work. And I can actually like work through that. Anyways, tangent that took me to go to Pinterest, of course, and looking up like yoga oh, yeah. symbolism, all these different things. I was like, what is the symbol for this Yama and Yama? Like all these different things. And I found the symbol for the journey of enlightenment. I didn't even know that had a symbol. I it's, didn't either. It is beautiful, but it's like this curvy thing. And then it has the zigzag line. 
at the top. And it's supposed to represent how our journey to enlightenment is not a straight line and it's super curvy and entangled and zigzaggy. And it just made me think of how you were saying that like we have these conversations. You may have heard someone else have these conversations around inner work of shedding, of letting go, of working through and moving through these themes. But that journey is a total zigzag, but that's what makes it beautiful is it isn't a straight line. It's something that you move through and that you learn through and that that deepens you even more into your self-awareness. It connects you even more to the magic of living. It's, it's like this beautiful symbol. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. That's fantastic because that's what it is. That's what it is. If you like that path for some people, it's less zigzaggy <laughs> for some people it's more, but it will zig and zag nonetheless. Like it's going to happen. I love that. I love that. So how did that feel? Um, if you don't mind me asking, as you were working through that, that guilt and judgment, as you were working through that process of forgiveness, how did going on that that zigzaggy path of like kind of reconciling one and then having to reconcile the other how did that feel personally for you oh gosh that is such a good and such a deep question um so it's awful like <laughs> at first at first it was awful um so, okay, so part of what I write about in my book is literally the thought process and that I was having after I got divorced. And for me, when I was thinking about my kids and them having to go back and forth, well, obviously you don't get married expecting to have a divorce, right? Like that is not where you're at. Nobody, nobody goes into it expecting that. Um, and then it happens for some people. And I, um, I have a background where I was trained in mediation and peacekeeping. And so I really was like, I'm going to be a peacekeeper. I want this to go forward. And I want, what can I do? I kept thinking, what can I do for my kids? And it was breaking my heart to see them go back and forth, right? Like that's, that's really hard for anybody. Um, as I was watching that happen and as I was, you know, I'm very close with my kids. And so as I was hearing what they were saying, you know, they didn't want to have to do that. Of course they didn't want to have to, right? That's, and it's hard, it's really hard to be like, well, this is just how it is. And, you know, you keep trying to keep that up. But when that transition would happen, I would be home at night and I would be really, really upset, right? Like I'd, I'd either force myself to be really busy or force myself to work out like a crazy person or like drink a bottle of wine or whatever I needed to do to like get through it, right? That's, that's total honesty right there. That is like absolute honesty. And there were times, and I write about this in my book, where I would have such dark thoughts that I was like, maybe it would be better for my kids and for everybody if I just didn't wake up. Like, maybe it would be better if I'm, if I literally moved across the country, people might think I was being selfish, but I would do that if my kids didn't have to like go back and forth anymore. And then there was an excuse or a reason, right? Um, those like being in that dark space and then feeling like just devastated and isolated and that then maybe I should like of course you have a like I had a therapist um in which she was amazing um and you can share you to the extent that you trust your share your therapist you share certain things right um I don't think I shared with anybody at the time like how dark my thoughts really were um and so that was like, that's painful, that's difficult. And then on the other side of that, now seeing it, I'm like, oh my God, like how could you possibly have thought that, right? But in those moments, it was, it was absolutely devastating. It impacted every area of my life. And I had a friend who I also write about in the book who called me every morning 
And she said to me every day, like, just check in, how are you doing? And some days we would talk and I would share like a bunch of stuff, like just dump it all on her. And she'd be like, just tell me so that there's one person every day who just knows, like, just let me show up for you and do this. Like, please. And I, and I was so grateful. Um, and some days we talked about nothing. She would just listen to me cry. Some days, like we would tell a joke and hang up the phone. And some days I would just dump everything. And she said to me one day, I promise you that there will be sunshine again. And when you find it, you'll see it. And then there'll be a little bit more. And she was right. Like all of a sudden things started to shift and fall back into place. And I think it's, it's really about mindset. Um, and I wish I had hired like a coach during that time, somebody not to just help me process the background, but somebody who would help me look forward. Um, I wish I would have been able to just talk about it with more vulnerability, but I had so much fear about what I was sharing or what I wouldn't share, would share. Um, and then about perceptions, I was worried what people would perceive about having gone through this divorce and what would they say and the guilt, the shame, you know, all of that. But really what happened then over time was there was a little more sunshine and then a little more sunshine, a little more sunshine. And all of a sudden the whole sky was blue again. And I was able to kind of get through on the other side of that, like the dark and the light wrestled and they wrestled long and hard. And then, you know, thankfully the light won. That is so beautiful. And I think that to all of our listeners who are listening to this, who may be kind of in that place that feels awful right now, that feels really hard. No, just like Candy said, that there is there is sunshine that's going to come and there's going to be more. And that gets to be that beautiful process of moving through that inner work, even in those times where it's so hard. And I, you pointed out something else that I wanted to just highlight for a moment, because I feel like it's so important of as you were moving through this, how you said you would um, just like make yourself busy, like do things to help help cope with it. Um, and how, how do you feel that, how did that help you as you moved through it? Well, so the busyness to me is, it can be very productive and helpful, or it can be actually a destructive behavior that is masked by, I'm doing something busy and productive, <laughs> when actually it's like drinking a bottle of wine is not really recommendable, right? Like that's not something we tell people to do, except we joke about it we joke about being full like medicated and mommy needs her, you know, mommy juice or whatever. Like we joke about it all the time. It's almost like, because we joke, it's become acceptable. So, um, that's, that's one of the things I did. And, you know, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't like say that that was a great choice, but at the same time, like that is, that's just the truth. Um, working out, staying busy, doing that, like that is good to a point, but I, like I was sharing with you earlier, I have a bad back. Like I've got disc issues and I was running and doing half marathons and triathlons. And like, that was great at the time, but really it was destructive to my body to like go on a six or seven mile run every day. And for some people that's great, but for me personally, I should have like thought differently about it. Or I played roller derby for six years. Well, taking hits like that when I have a back like mine, probably not the wisest, yet it gave me this outlet, this physical outlet and a community to really tap into when I needed them the most. Also wrote about that in the book. Like there's, so I think it's all about balance when you're finding out what your productivity needs are to stay busy and feel good about yourself versus am I doing this? And it's actually a destructive behavior that I'm labeling as like my outlet. 
So. I love that. I love that. And I just want to thank you for sharing that with us. And I know we just got super deep and I want to thank you for, <laughs> for opening up about all this. Um, and the reason I'm so appreciative is because I know so many people and my, I myself have been, have been gone, like going through things like this too. And I know so many people who are kind of in that place right now of, of like filling their schedules to the point where they can't breathe, um, that I think this conversation will be very empowering around finding finding that stillness and also finding what what is a good balance that feels like empowering and like beneficial to you. And what is that balance of being able to like give yourself the space you need to. So I wanted to thank you for sharing that. Well, and you are, you are so welcome. And thank you for being willing to go there because, um, cause it's not easy to talk about. And I think that it's, um, if anybody is like feeling this in their hearts as they're hearing this, um, I would, I would also just say, don't hesitate to reach out for help or like message a friend. Um, and it, I hate to say like that puts the burden back on a person who needs help, right? Like I felt like I was going to be a burden if I reached out to my friend. And, but she said, she was like, no, like, let me be that person for you. Um, so just please reach out to somebody if you're hearing this and it's hitting you in a way. Um, and then also know that it's a zigzag. <laughs> like once you think you figured out your schedule or you think you figured out like your workout routine, you will go back and forth around like, and, and you'll tweak it. And it's a lifelong journey to continue refine. There is no arrival in this. There's, it's all about refinements to find out what works best for you at each phase in your life. It's that beautiful life river that we get to go down. <laughs> it, it really is the life river. It really, really is. I'm so glad. And I know I said this so many times on this podcast interview. I'm so glad you brought that analogy in because I just feel like it summed up everything, especially when we get into these deeper topics of inner work that where we talk about the light and there's shadows also that are, are difficult to talk about. Like you said, I really want to thank you for opening up to our listeners here and for sharing about what you wrote about. I think that it so many people are going to resonate with this, me included. And I'm just very grateful that that you are open to sharing your story in this way. Thank you. I, I will also tell you that like my book almost did not happen after it was in the editing phase because of a host of reasons. But one of the very big ones being, I don't want to release it. I don't, I like, I can't put like, there's some raw, raw, deeply personal things in the book. And I was like, I can't let the, like the world, I can't let anybody know. I can't let, let people see what is the real me. And um, a very dear friend of mine who is no longer with us, um, told me last, it was like, gosh, probably July or August. He said to me, people need truth. People need raw honesty. People need vulnerability. And if you can't tell the truth, what effing good are you? And I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll take your point And I will get over my own fear, like get out of my own way and let it go, let go and let flow. Oh, that is so empowering. That, that journey, that journey of releasing your book, that, that whole that beautiful mm. speech or I'm trying to think of the, <laughs> I do, I'm doing a ton of hand motions right now, trying to find the word that, <laughs> that, that beautiful message. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's so empowering in that whole journey. And just listening to your story, I'm feeling so inspired right now. I'm like, 
Yes. I'm also like, I need to order that book today. Um, so for all of our listeners who are like, who are also feeling inspired, who want to dive deeper into this, who are like, maybe like I'm going through this, I really want support, or I just, I really want to read this book right now. What are the best ways to connect with you? What social media platforms, what media, what would you like people to use to connect with you? And also, do you have anything that you would like to offer our audience or any services that you'd like to tell us about? Sure, sure. So, okay. So my book is called Finding Life in Between. And you, it's available on Amazon, Target, Walmart, um, and bookshop.org. Like where, wherever books are sold, really, you can order it from. Um, you can, I'm on social media. I'm all over the place on social media. So probably the easiest way to just get in touch with me is through my website. And um, my website is my name, which is candylee.com. But I have a free quiz which is a life balance quiz to help you kind of point out for yourself, give yourself a snapshot of where you're at, like right now in this moment. And you can take it again because it will change over over time. Um, But it will give you kind of a snapshot of where you're at personally, financially, spiritually, et cetera, socially, especially after this year of COVID, like you may want to just check in with it. It's five minutes. It's totally free. And that is lifebalancequiz.com. but other than that, my um, like my messages are open on my social media. You can contact me right through my website, um, and I do respond to everything personally. Oh, I love that! Thank you so much for sharing that. Definitely head over. I'll put all of that in the show notes, so it's easy for you guys to access. And Candy, to sum up this beautiful podcast episode, which I'm so grateful we are able to connect on, is there any last message or words that you would like to share with our audience today? Oh, I would say that your journey on this planet is your destination. Like embrace every single moment because it's not about the arrival. It's about the entire journey. So your journey is your destination. That's so beautiful. On that amazingly powerful note, before I start crying at how beautiful this episode has been, (laughs) we're going to close this out. Thank you, Candy, so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Lily. I I love you. I appreciate you. I love you too and appreciate you too. And thank you to all of our listeners for holding this space, for soaking up this inspiration, for looking within as we talked about inner work, if anything got triggered for holding space for that. Thank you guys for just being here and showing up. And I can't wait to see you in future episodes. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week so you don't miss any of the magic. I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gestin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagestin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.